Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, to quote R.E.M., it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel <laughs> fine. This is Doug Bassler. And this is Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. That was very good, Doug. You, <laughs> and you feel fine. I'm feeling pretty good, too, even though my wife may not be feeling good at the moment. Oh, brother. I, I, I have to tell you this. Better. That's, yes. And that's so amazing. the corona, the COVID, it actually... My, my wife got affected with it. She had to go to the doctor. Help me, Rona, yeah. The Rona, Get it Rona, out Rona. of my body. But you'd be proud of her, Doug, and all of our listeners as well. My wife, of What, course. she learned how to spell my name? Yeah, well, that's another thing. You know, one thing at a time, brother. She grew up <laughs> postcard dad um, in Alaska, moved down here. And, of course, her political move, she's done definitely come more to the right when she's been married to me for the last 20 years. Okay, that's good. The first thing she said was, I got this in California where they're allowing all these COVID-infected illegal immigrants to cross the border. I go, that's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> you know, because it didn't happen here the last 16 months. And we've been around everybody up here. No masks, that kind of stuff. Go to California for a week and come back with COVID. What do you think, Doug? I am not going to argue with your wife, brother. <laughs> I know way, way too smart for that. But, yeah, I mean – the, the the if they didn't have double standards they wouldn't have any standards at all you know you said that last week and i i had to you know agree with you on that and uh but we are in the midst of um you know everything's different you know there's there's like uh, there's a few great epochs in history there's uh the flood of noah right you have you had the you had the creation began the first great epoch of history and then god got mad because the, the the thoughts of men's heart were continually toward evil. Yep. And so he found Noah as this perfect guy in his generation. And, um, and so you've got that. And then you have this, uh, this next one, uh, the, the, the death, burial, resurrection, the virgin birth of Jesus, right? So you split time in half, right? So you've got BC and you've got AD. And then in the current era, you've got 2020. And it, everything, everything changes in 2020. We were just going along, minding our own business. It was a, it was a beautiful, sunny March. You probably remember it was like an early spring. Yep. Everything was good. The flowers were blooming. The economy was going great. Donald Trump brother was in the white house. All was well with our souls. Gas prices were off two bucks a gallon. And you know? all of a sudden this Chinese laboratory designed disaster struck and everything changed. And, you know, I honestly, brother, I became, I was very upset with that, but the Lord said, just calm yourself down. And he's, he's continually having, you know, a year and a half later uh, after the three weeks to flatten the curve, um, we're still in this emergency situation. Right. And, mm -hmm. We're still in, and and every prophetic voice. Well, not every prophetic, but a lot of prophetic voices that I'm hearing are saying another lockdown's coming. I don't think you have to be a prophet to know that. 
They've been right? forecasting this for months and months and since last telescoping. Year. It's like a, when you're yep. when you're throwing a punch and you pull your arm back. <laughs> They've yes, been you pulling know their a arm punch back. Punch is coming, right? A punch is coming. So uh, I just want to tell our listeners, Doc, <laughs> a punch is coming. <laughs> there, but it, you know this entire thing is uh, coming to a head. It's yes, coming it to a head, and and the the COVID. You know, as we as we discussed on last week's broadcast, the, the the Delta variant, which they can't isolate or give us any you know real data on, um, is more virulent. It it does spread easier. It's easier to go from person to person, but it's far less deadly. It's like a thousand times less deadly than the original COVID, which is the normal way that viruses go because if the virus kills its host, it dies, it commits suicide. And so the, the virus mutates increasingly less lethal because it wants to live. It wants to live and it needs a host body. It needs people, healthy people to infect and so forth and spreads. My, my, as we've had about a year and a half to look at this, and of course we've seen the news trying to all their power to not cover this, this gain of function stuff, has to be front and center. When we have our National Institutes of Health, Fauci, actually spending American dollars on things that they outlaw, basically ban here in the United States because gain of function is kind of, it's like playing Frankenstein, brother. If the gain of function is taking something that would not naturally go from an animal to a human, but introducing it to human cells to make that jump on behalf, to basically manufacture a bioweapon. They, they offshored it, still funded it at this Wuhan lab in China, still getting American dollars. So not only is it released on the world, either accidentally or intentionally or whatever, and, and in many cases, we think it was done intentionally because it, it that just doesn't make any sense any other way. When China closes down everything around the lab, lets people go around the world, but nowhere else in China, it seems intentional. When they won't let us do an investigation of the lab or any kind of comment about the source of this, even though now it's come out that it probably came from the lab, no duh, um, you have big tech, big government, and all of everybody on the left saying, Shh, you can't say anything about that. It's not a Chinese lab. We we're, have real issues, brother. So this... Whatever it may be, like you said, it's less virulent, more virulent, less deadly. It's still been released on the world, though. It's still a worldwide thing where people in political power, mostly or 100% on the left, use this to use emergency powers. And like you said, they telegraphed the punch. They told us last year that flu season would come again, cold season would come again, that there may be other variants and they may have to lock down again. So we're seeing now this ever-growing tyrannical government at the federal and state levels, especially Democrat-run states, where they say, I'm not releasing emergency powers. We're going to need them again. We're changing election laws and maintaining them so that we can actually maintain and cheat the vote again. I'm just going to say that out loud here. The bottom line, though, is this is not going away until we, the people, say enough is enough. Treat us like adults. Let us make our own health decisions. From, a, from an international standpoint, though, Doug, when we have our government actually kowtowing and afraid to talk against China, we may be already gone. When, when you can't even speak the truth without being censored, 
um, unilaterally or shut down. This thing, um, there obviously there's stories about this. It's been in development. There's there's videos from Bill Gates and, and the his foundation and so forth talking about in the future there would be a virus like this that would would be deal with it. Well, sure enough, right? Did they have to release it because we were going in the right direction? More America first, economy is going great. We were the the most powerful economy in the world again, establishing dominance, demanding accountability with other nations. Then this comes out. It seems way too convenient to me, brother, way too coincidental that all of a sudden on the head within six months, we're at 9% inflation. We've got massive problems on the southern border. We're making deals with China and Iran that makes us less safe. So I'll get off my soapbox here, but to your point, you open this up. This right here, we should not be all worried about this because Inslee has mandated um, vaccines, I should say, for all state employees, exempting teachers, of course, and legislators. And Biden's mandated all federal employees be vaccinated, both they'll lose their job if they don't. That right there is tyrannical government, brother. What do you think? That's coercion. It's bullying. And, um, you know, it, I think if they would have just put the virus out or put the, the vaccine out without this big push, like you have to have it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we're Americans <laughs> and right. we don't like to be told what to do. I, you know, I'm not one of those guys, but you know, the no fishing sign makes me want to fish there. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's, it's, it's like this, Americans are kind of like we're rebellious kind of people. I mean, just right. ask England, you know, they were glad to get rid of us. And then when it was all said and done, they're like, you know what? I think we should just let those guys go. We got the rest of the world. What do we need a bunch of those bunch of Americans? They're kind of cantankerous and they shoot our officers, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, I watched it, the Patriot. Did you watch yes, the Patriot? Yes, you did. I love the Patriot. No Gibson, that movie was fantastic. But I will say this. You have a good point there, brother. I know this for all our listeners as well. Many, in fact, about 80% of the colonists, first Americans in the nation, were fine with the tyrannical government. We're fine with paying taxes to um, Britain. We're fine with all of the overbearing thing where we couldn't keep the, the spoils of our work until they came to get our guns. They go, those Americans will shoot back. Those, whatever, they're cantankerous, right? Well, they went too far. And then a small group, 20% of the, of the population said, enough. We're going to fight back. And, of course, this, this miracle of miracles, we won the war, established a nation, and so forth. I think they've gone too far now, brother. This right here, you now have health care workers who, in many cases, vote Democrat, are now coming out and saying, hey, you've gone too far. We've got public employees and federal employees which predominantly vote Democrat are protesting and bringing lawsuits. They, they, <laughs> when you mandate it to public health people, healthcare people who know yes. that the, that this is an emergency thing, that it has this, uh, what do they call that protein stuff? Whatever. The, the MRNA protein. Yeah. 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 They know about that. And so they're like, I don't want to put that, that junk in my body. And, and then now they're like, well, you're going to lose your job. Well, you know, a healthcare worker would go, eh, lose my job, lose my life. I think I choose lose my job, right? Right. And so you you you're going to have an exodus from the healthcare industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when when they start to um, 
So I don't know. My wife told me something today, brother. She said that there's a big push right now to not now you and I both have all of our kids graduated this last summer. Yes. So this doesn't affect us, but the push is keep your kids out of school till November 1st because the school won't get funded for anybody that comes in after October 15th. Really? So it's like hit the schools where they live. No, we're not registering our children in your school. And then at November 1st, Oh, we've decided to go ahead and bring our kids back as a way to push back against the mask mandates. The kids are not at risk and masks don't work. Right. So speaking of brother, before you go there, Rand Paul had a video saying that these masks don't work. You go to the airport to buy a mask to, to follow the federal mandate. It does not protect you. As a matter of fact, he said, it may give you a false sense of security and actually put you at greater risk because you put on this mask thinking that I'm okay to help my COVID infected family member and you all, and you're getting it because you, you think, you know, it's like the vaccine. My sister and my brother-in-law both got the double shot, the double jab, both jabs. And when we went to visit them in Tampa, they both got COVID, you know, before we got there. So I'm like, why? So the vaccine didn't even help them. Right. So I want to tell you this, brother. So there's a story in the news. It came out on Wednesday. Uh, my wife sent this to me. My wife, she doesn't typically watch the news. This one caught her eye, though. The story is, and it's on CNN as well. You can look this up for our listeners. The CEO of Pfizer, one of the vaccines, right? Oh, yeah. We know Pfizer. Right, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. Okay. Yep. The the CEO of Pfizer was turned away from going to Israel because he was unvaccinated. So the CEO of Pfizer has not been vaccinated. If you if you're the CEO and you haven't taken your own vaccination, what does that say? I was like, okay. If you don't believe in your own stuff, I'm not going to believe in it either. So I'm not saying whatever you. Let me choice. just tell you about Dave. Remember Dave. Dave was Wendy's dad and they had a, Dave had a a, a restaurant chain called Wendy's and Dave died of blocked arteries. (laughs) Brother, you think he might've been eating them burgers? I think Dave was eating Wendy's hamburgers. I think he was eating Wendy's. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) And they're good. I, and Wendy's is one of my favorites. Mine too. So, Mine too. You know, but I don't eat it every day because I'd like to live to be, you know, 120 or something. Exactly right. But, but da- isn't you know, that, that so that would be the opposite. You know, Dave ate the food, probably shouldn't have. Right. Pfizer didn't get the shot, probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I just think if you're going to believe in something, you should lead the way, right? For the leadership is, is going out first and troops, whatever. So that was like, uh-huh. Okay. That's an uh-huh moment. It is. And then when they're talking, now this when you have a large majority of our military men and women that want refuse to and they're going to mandate it on them in the in the armed services, I'm against that. You don't force our law our 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 people in the, in the military that are serving this nation, they have free will. Do not force this on them. Public employees, federal employees, this is not where the role of government like you said, give us the information. Let us make our own choice for our own health. And this all started, you know, with the universal health care and the push now. Uh, it's really the nanny state, brother. And, and uh, so I know we, 
Yeah. It's coming down to how how much can we shove down their throat? How much is the indoctrination, the schooling? You know, you and I both came from public school, but it hadn't quite degenerated to the point that it is now. Okay, so my you know my daughter uh, didn't want to do her uh, princess gig on Friday because over here in Seattle on Fridays, you know, over a hundred degrees and she'd have to wear this wig and, you know, this princess outfit, right? She does this Disney princess thing. Right. Right. And then she called her boss and her boss is, you know, not happy because they booked this gig. And I'm like, you know, it's excessive heat warning and everything else. I'm trying to stay out of it. You know, you're an adult, you got to deal with your own stuff. And she's crying. She's like, she's worried that her boss is mad at her. She's going to get fired. She says, I hate capitalism. And I'm what? like, oh my gosh! Oh, no. See, and and she went to Renton Christian School, was homeschooled, and all this stuff. But, um, blaming capitalism, the 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 the, the you know now capitalism is not exactly the right word because we're in the free market, uh-huh. and we believe in private ownership, private property, and things like that. And what capitalism actually means is that the private people own the means of production. Okay. So that's a capitalist. I have the capital. So capital could be my hammer and my saw, my tool belt and my pickup. And I go build houses. That's the means of production. I can, I own the nails. I own the, I can buy the wood and I can build the house or whatever. Right. Uh, Maybe it's, I own the kitchen and I own the spatula. Or I have the resources to invest or take a risk on. Right. Well. And every and all of us, we are all self-employed, even if we have a salary, because we negotiate because it just means that we're negotiating with a, a single part, you know, we have one mm-hmm. customer, right? Right. So if I work for Boeing, Boeing's my customer, but I I agree that I will work for, you know, $40 an hour, whatever it is, I will get these benefits, I will get these vacations, and I agree, I sign the contract, but I can terminate that contract and I can go right. get another customer if I'm not happy, right? And likewise, the company can terminate your contract because you're not doing a good job. You know, you're not a good vendor. This for that. Right. Right. You can be in agreement. But hating that is just weird. So anyway, I thought, oh, God. She's heard that (laughs) somehow (laughs) that that they're forcing her to do something. No, no, you have an agreement. You've agreed to do this performance service for a fee. If you don't want to do that, then they don't have to pay you. Right. So my daughters are dealing with that, too. They have their first jobs doing cashier stuff and. And then they're like, oh, hey, that it, princess gig play, pays like 50 bucks an hour, dude. Which is fantastic. So, <laughs> 100 bucks an hour. They're always like calling them in extra. And my daughters don't know how to say no. And then they miss out on things. I go, you've chosen to either learn how to say no or buck up and go to work. Right. It, it's, it's either way. You can't say, oh, I don't want to work today because you made a commitment. Or you can say, but you can't, you can, you can say, no, I've got worked enough this week. I don't want any extra hours. No, thank you. That's adulthood, you know, about these things. Brother, you mentioned though, about schools. And now the indoctrination has been there for a while, but like you said, it's gotten so openly rampant now um, with Planned Parenthood and CSE and critical race theory and so forth. Um, we, we've documented from 1972 forward before that, IQ scores, not IQ scores, SAT scores were 100 points higher. Literally proven this, our generation to the next generation and on, we're getting dumber. In our state, 
they removed temporarily sort of the, the, the restrictions on graduation for getting good grades. Grades don't matter. Just yesterday in Oregon, Governor Brown signed into law for Oregon for the next three years. High school graduates can graduate high school without being able to write or do math. Think about that. They're just waving them away and saying it's racist to make sure that people can write or do math, brother. That's the terminology and the reason behind it. Of course, it's national news, but that's the first state. Just Ah. wait for Washington. You know, how are we setting up our kids? They just encoded it. I mean, they've been pushing people through for years, brother. I, I understand that. But think about this. I know you're not supportive of this. But our state schools and the superintendent public instructions are adamant about passing comprehensive sex education to sexualize, to normalize aberrant behavior in every class. Pedophilia, brother. But they're pushing this critical race theory to make oppressors or victims That's to racism. make sure they hate each other. Racism in, in so the we classroom. Got, so we got racism and pedophilia in the school. What else we got in the school? Really? Okay. They're pushing the, the fact, like you said, now that they hate capitalism, the socialism. Oh, communism. And, yeah, I forgot. Communism, they're pushing right? communism, social, okay. pushing and communism, they pedophilia, on, and, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, yes, uh, racism. Okay, right. what else? And then they focus on what's important now is making sure that those that have less get fed in school but not taught. So anything that, you know, so no history. Oh, changing history, too. There you go redefining that the, the root of America is racist versus whatever and removing those things. Brother, you know, dumb people are easier to control, right? Uh, this is what I'm getting to. You <laughs> set people up for failure, right? You dumb down what the requirements are to graduate. They are entitled to move on. And then they're subject to, and they're dependent on a government or society that will take care of them and, and, and kowtow to their demands, but they don't know how to, think, to articulate, to question an overruling authority. So what we're seeing now is they're prepping, indoctrinating, and basically saying, "Nah, we'll just pass you along so you ha- will have to depend on government for your subsistence. That's a serfdom. That's that's slavery. And, and um, we've talked about it before, but we're seeing it fast-tracked right now, brother. Fast-tracked. Uh, well, we as parents, whether they they not bring them back to school it, this is November? It. This yeah. is the takedown of America, brother. This is it. And the next lockdown, uh, you know, you've got LNI as the Gestapo. You've got the Washington State Patrol. Um, you know, you've got the uh, you've got Goebbels, uh, who is the you know. So this the, if, if we were going to compare the current situation of the United States of America with any other like nation in history, I would not compare us with 1917 Russia. Okay, the Bolshevik Revolution. I would compare us with the 1920s uh, post-Depression uh, Germany, post-World War I Germany. This is Weimark Republic. Let's get the money to, to be worth nothing. Let's get a strong leader in there. Let's, let's, lose, uh, let's lose law and order so that people will take anything. When you go into anarchy, brother, they will take anything. Because when people are, are getting killed and, and raped and their stuff's being stolen, their homes are being burned, you know, you'll take any kind of authority. Anarchy is like absolutely the worst. You know, the anarchists are demonic. Okay. And so um, opening the borders, devaluing the money, making bad agreements with our sworn enemies, Iran 
and China are not our friends. And so right. we have traitors. And then, brother, they're not even supposed to be in there. They said, oh, these machines can't hook up to, they're not hooked to the internet. Then they admitted in the Senate hearings, oh, well, occasionally we hook them to the internet so we can send the tabulate. So, so which is it? Are they not? Well, they are. Okay. So now you've got this, this cyber symposium going yes. on yes. with Mike Lindell and Mike Lindell has been attacked physically and um, look pretty shaken. You know, yes. they're trying mm -hmm. to kill him. Okay. If he's, if he's wrong, why are they trying to kill him? Exactly. Okay? Right. So yeah. he's, 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 you know, so we need to be praying, Lord, protect Mike Lindell, put your strong angels around him. You know, we, we can't just be spectators anymore. The time to be a spectator is over. It's done. And, um, you know, Art Pulaski, and I want to talk about Art in uh, Sean Foyt here in Portland um, this last week, but Art Pulaski uh, said he had a vision or a dream or something, but he saw a fence going around the whole world and all uh. these people sitting on the fence and a hand came down from heaven and started shaking it. And he said, everybody fell off to the right or to the left, but there was no one allowed to be on the fence. Jesus himself said, if you're not for me, you're, you're against, against me. me. Now, I love that, brother, because you and I have been talking about this for years, especially the last two years, that there will not be a middle ground. They're getting to the point where you either have to be with God, be bold in your faith, or against God. It won't be a place where you can play loosey-goosey. It's turning I, I, into, uh, what did that, uh, I can't remember who it was, but some preacher said years ago, the, the line is turning into a razor blade. Yep. You can't, it'll cut you in half. You can't sit there. You have to get off. You have to choose a side. Right. And we also, uh, right. frankly, we've done a terrible job in our, for the, by and large, and I'm certainly not indicting everyone because there's people like Matt Shea in the world, but a lot of pastors have taught that we just love, 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 agape, sloppy agape, they used to call it, right? Mm -hmm. And you love, 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 and you never confront and you never do anything. And that's not love. You know, love, love corrects, love disciplines. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. He didn't say yep. go and go into all the world and make a bunch of babies, a bunch of crybabies and whiners. And, oh, you know, I hope the rapture comes and I'm just, oh, my life. And you just, you just want to slap them. It's like, do you believe the Bible or not? Why don't right. you get up and be strong? Why don't you get up and stand up and say no? And everywhere, and we talked about this last week too, is going to bring it up again. Everywhere we've pushed back, we've won. Yep. Every time we've pushed back, we've won. The problem is we're not pushing back enough. Right. Mike Lindell said this. He goes, if you can stand up, just like we have all the time, others will be encouraged to stand up. I love the three-day symposium. I watched a lot of it as much as I possibly could. He's a fighter. And he's like, I'm not going to take it. He's been through the, the addiction before and came out of it and been blessed. He's using his resources, his millions, to actually get the word out because we this election's been robbed. He talks about the cybersecurity and the attack from China and the all the data scientists. But I re recognize there, too, and I called them out earlier as well. Um, two of our good friends were there, brother. Vicki Kraft from the 17th and Robert Sutherland from the 39th. Went all the way to South Dakota. Jared, Jared Sessler was there. He, we're going to uh, have Jared him on Sessler. too. Okay. Congressional guy. Yeah. And so there are people that are stepping up 
And so I, what we're seeing just on Thursday, brother, the, in Puyallup, there was a rally that was impromptu. There was over 200 people showed up and say, we're fighting against the forced vaccinations and the masking, brother. That's just one And the election fraud. You know, we can't, these these guys are traitors. They need to be prosecuted. We've got, you know, it's time for, it's time for citizen arrest again. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've got, I've got a quote here from Winston Churchill that I I saw on one of, one of these sites. And I, I actually grabbed it and and shared it on, on the, the book of faces. If you will not fight for right, when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory is sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse case. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Winston Churchill, brother. Wow, that's really, really appropriate right now. Uh, when you fight with nothing to lose or when it's easy, how, how much do you think the church, the, the body of Christ in America right now has gone along to get along? I don't want to make waves. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be political. I don't want to, you know, um, I don't want to be hateful. I don't want to be called racist. I don't, I don't want to be called a homophobe. Whatever. Oh, please call me a name, brother. Just call right. me. I mean, the, give me a break. Yeah, but that's where we. If no been. one's called you a name, what good are you? You know, why are you even taking up space? If you've never, you know, Art Pulowski, uh is the Canadian pastor that told the, the police to get out, called them the Gestapo and yep. all that viral video. Okay. So he's been touring around America. He was here in the Seattle area uh, last uh, week. Uh, I did not get a chance to get up there because <sighs> I was too busy doing street church and my best friend was sick. I don't yep. know what happened to him, um, but I was planning on going any rate, so uh, before he came here, he went to the Tomacall Riverfront Park, uh, the battleship part of the park in Portland. And okay. I used to go there all the time because it was um, literally right across the street from where I worked f- throughout most of the 80s. And um, and they were viciously attacked by Antifa. They pepper sprayed them. There was babies, two-month-old babies with, with a bear spray in their eyes. And uh, they were using flashbangs and they grabbed their, their equipment, destroyed it, threw it in the river and yelled, where's your God now? And everything else. Um, so they basically chased him off. Now, uh, Art Pulaski, you know, that's the video that you can see if you go look. Art Pulaski said they moved over a little ways and they finished doing what they came to do. He said they did not back down. And uh, then the next day, so this was, that was, uh, uh, I believe, August 7th, on August 8th, Sean Foyt went to the same exact spot, brother, the let us worship guy, right? From Bethel. He gets down there. He sets up thousands of Christians showed up and he had, he had put out the word, Hey, you know, Antifa's did this to Art Pulaski. And so they had like 60 uh, ex-policemen, ex-military and stuff. And of course he, he put a post and said, you know, if they want to mess with us, they're going to meet Jesus one way or the other. And (laughs) people thought, Oh, you know, he's threatening with death and stuff like that. He was obviously kidding, but right. um, You know, he gets a lot of heat, but the Antifa did not attack them because they knew, I mean, when you got a thousand, you know, five, six, 7,000 Christians, you know, uh, and you got, there's 20 of you, it's a little tougher to get intimidating uh, to them. Now they did throw out those things that pop your tires and they, they did attack people as they were going to their cars and stuff like that. But, 
Um, but incredible. So Art Pulaski says when he preaches at this church in Monroe, or uh, was it Monroe, Snohomish, mm-hmm. he says, I'm going back to Portland. So uh, the other day I watched, he was down there in that same spot. He had another PA and he was preaching his head off, brother. And he's like, he says, whenever they come and tell me, you bow to the idol or else. He says, I make it a habit to always choose or else. There we go. <laughs> because God shows up in the fire. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego didn't see God till they got in the furnace, brother. That's right. That's right. I love it. Very encouraging. Uh, I missed, I, I was wish I could have seen him, but that's, yeah, that's it. We're looking for fighters. I think that's it too. The fact that there's something in burning in America and around the world where people, young people, old people of all ages are saying, I've had enough. I'm going to school board meetings. Like I said, they're saying that, no, the election was not fair. There is things to deal with. We have to restore this. And there is two tales here. There are the left states that say there's nothing to see here. And they're trying to codify at the federal level to nationalize these elections so we can never verify or uh, find out if our vote counts. That's truth and not, right? And then you have the red states say, no, we, all we're trying to do is make it harder to cheat and, and easier to vote for everybody that's legally here. This should be a simple thing, but it's not. It's being obscured by all the other things going on, whether it be the pandemic, the masking, the forced vaccinations. They keep on pushing. As Americans, we bend. Well, we don't break. This now is the time to come together and fight back. And the man. You well, know, you know when you when truth. you bend, it it, it 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 snaps back, brother. And uh-huh. It comes back with you know for every action, there's an equal there's and opposite reaction, right? That's right. So that's physics one on one. Yep. And um, but then there's some there's some other um, uh, synergies. I guess is the word I'm looking for, where the Bible says you know one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. You know, you, 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 you hook, hook up a horse that can, you know, tow a thousand pounds. You put two horses, two horses together and they can, you know, 5,000 pounds. And so, you know, as we're unifying and as we're finding, you know, as, as people are, are, are being taken off the fence. Now you and I have always been a little bit feisty, I should say. Um, but even, even what we're doing is at another level where I'm at as a, just as a person, just as a Christian is at another level. And so thank God for that. You know, that without the test, there's no testimony without a fight, there's no victory. Right. And so, you know, so I, I think about when, when um, Joshua went into the promised land at the end of, of this whole situation, uh, the Lord said he left these certain nations in there, to test Israel and to teach them war. And so mm-hmm. God is a God of war and he teaches us war. Now, Jesus said, we're supposed to love our enemies, but that doesn't mean we let our enemies rape our daughters. Okay. Right. We're supposed to love our enemies, but it doesn't mean we let them come into our house and take all of our stuff. If we don't have to, we can lock our door. Okay. Yes. And, and America uh, is a great, is a great nation that has been generous. That has, I mean, what other nation? in the history of the world conquers an enemy and then spends their money to rebuild them. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to Japan, look at Japan Germany, and yep. Germany, yep. Italy, South and, Korea. Yeah. Yep. And we, we, we've done, you know, that's, that's our nature. When there's a, when there's a, a natural disaster, gen, uh, the generosity 
of Americans. And this is what they're playing on. This love of our neighbor is what they're using against us. You and, and I, I had, early, I, they, they, yeah. they're saying, well, if you love your neighbor, you'll wear this little muzzle, right? If you love your neighbor, you'll, you'll social, physical distance, social distance, you'll do all this stuff. And they, they it's never about protecting yourself because that would be selfish, right? Mm -hmm. It's always about do it for the other person, vax up, you know, let's protect everybody else. Let's, so we're self-sacrificing. So the encouraging part of that, Marty, is that we do have that value, right? We mm -hmm. have that. But when we start to look at truth versus lies, Americans love justice. It's why we had a civil rights movement. It's why we eradicated slavery. It's why 300,000 white American Republican men died to end slavery, right? The slaves did not free themselves. They were freed by Abraham Lincoln, a white Republican man, and 300,000 dead, uh, probably a, a million uh, soldiers that hit the battlefield, right? Wounded, right. whatever. Uh, we were willing to fight a civil war. We had civil rights movement down there marching in Selma. They weren't just black people marching down there, brother. There was white people <laughs> down there arm-in-arm yep. yep. arm with Reverend Martin Luther King, who was one of the great orators. And I, I've actually heard that comparatively, he was not that great compared to a lot of our black brother preachers. And I would believe it because I've heard some and that man, I just, I wish I could talk like that. Right. And just that intensity and that, the mastery of the language. And we just, we honor that. And so this idea that, you know, if we're a certain skin color, then we are deprived and we're oppressed and we, we just need somebody to come and rescue us. That is just as racist as, oh, if you're another skin color, you're an oppressor and you're a, a colonizer and all these different things, exactly right? right? We are not defined uh, by our history, but we're defined by our activity, our actions and where we're headed. Now, I want to just comment on that too. You hit it again. You hit it a couple of times now too, is def the definition, the control of the language. When we started our program, the very first program, um, Eyes on Washington back in 2014, brother, you said it was the language. The left does a great job of rebranding, relabeling the language, and we buy into it. As conservatives, as Christians, whatever, when you relabel what love is and make love actually anti-biblical, when you say tolerance is love, tolerance is not love, when you say that these things where you, to, to, where you change the, what the Bible says about marriage to be love, it is not love. Love is in a person in Jesus Christ, but love is the truth. It doesn't say you change the truth or change the Bible for the times. The times have to change for the, the Bible. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This idea, though, is we have to understand that when they say things like relabel what's going on right now, it's, it's a play on words. It's a control. We've got to take the language back and, and speak truth to it, right? The truth, right, it sets us free, not some rebranded label. And so when right now when they're saying love your neighbor, love whatever, they don't mean what the Bible says. They're talking about love means to go along with whatever the culture says is. The wokeness right now is if you don't agree with my lifestyle, then you are a hater, if you don't celebrate something that goes against the very word of God and our faith in them, then you must be somehow a bigot or a racist. That is using the language to shut people down, to silence them. And it's not, it's not even right. So we've got to reject that and take back the language. 
I just, uh, I just love this preacher that I heard uh, a while back, and he said, you know, oh, please call me a name. You know, they're, you know, I'm, right. I won't do anything because I'm afraid they're going to call me a racist. Well, are you a racist? No. Are you one? Right. And if you are, then you got a problem and you deserve it and you should change. But he says, right. if you're not, you need to come back at it and say, no, I'm not. And you're just calling me that because your argument's weak. Yep. You're just calling me names because you don't want to deal with the facts. And so you're just, you're just a weak person that all you can do is call names. Well, I know, I know you are, but what am I, you know, right. it's this baby, you know, and then you got these fit throwers and these cancel culture bullies. And we had this anti-bullying thing for like 30 years from like 1985 to 2015. And then all of a sudden now bullying's good. Now mm -hmm. censorship's good. You know, you got this person that's in charge of YouTube and she's going to take down anything that doesn't go with the company line. Again, I go back to Nazi Germany. This is, this is Goebbels, you know, if you're controlling the media, you're controlling the narrative. And, um, and if you don't believe this and you're a, a tin hat conspiracy nut and, and all these things, but what's happening is that nobody trusts the media. Nobody right. trusts the information. And so all information, you know, truth has fallen in the streets is what the Bible says. And, you know, we don't even know pilot, like what is truth? People are like, what is truth? And so when we back off of truth, you know, when we, we, we don't want to preach Romans one, because it makes us mm -hmm. uncomfortable when we talk women with women and men with men getting the, the penalty they so richly deserve, you know, all these kind of things, serving the creature more than the, the creator and all this stuff. And, um, well, we don't want to go there because we don't want to offend people and things like that. You know what? The gospel is an offense. It, yep. it just flat is. And all that seek to live a godly life in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's the second Timothy. So mm -hmm. you just got to die like in, in season, out of season, just do it. Just live strong and let, and it's their problem. You know, they're not, you know, you can't, how can you live your life worried about what other people think about you when they're spending all their time worrying about what other people think about them. Right. And so it's like, you know, I, I, yeah. I it's a youth pastor line, but it's true. You know, they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, what are they going to think about me and things like that? You know, that other kid is, they're thinking the same thing. So, you know, it's why when you go and you bless people and you say, wow, you look good and you, you're so smart and you're, you're, you've got all this potential and people respond to that. That's what love is. Love is encouraging one another. It's, it's always, it always expects the best. It's patient. It's kindness. It's gentleness, self-control, these kind of things. There's no law against that because it's good. And, and our, our little boys and our little girls and they're innocent and they're, they're playing and they're running and they got their toys and they're having a good time. And we want to tell them that a man could be a lady and a lady can be a man and, and, uh, oh, by the way, you know what that little penis thing is for? And you know what that little vagina thing is for? And, and you're, then they're like, they're not, they're not faced. They're not, they're not in that realm. Why would you do that? Only if you're trying to sexualize them. Exactly right. And so we've got to take, you know, known pedophile, Chris Reichdahl, uh, superintendent of public instruction in Washington state. And we need to put him in jail. We need to put that guy in jail. We need, we need to take the murderer who sends people with COVID back into rest homes and put him in jail. So I'm glad Andrew Cuomo's gone, but we need to get rid of Jay Inslee. He's a traitor. He's a murderer. He's a liar. And he's a thief. He's stealing our businesses. He's, he's stealing our children. And, and, and besides the fact that he's just stupid. 
He's not smart. He's not smart enough to do this. Oh, well, we, we follow the science. You know, I mean, I'm trying to do my mm. best impersonation, but I can't were- talk as bad as he does. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, we need to stand up and take it like a man, take it like a woman, take your persecution and push anyway. Don't back off and don't back up. And you don't have, I just love that video. I showed you that video with Woody Allen and Billy Graham. Yep. I love it. Like 1969 or 70 or, I mean, it's way back. And, and Woody's like, well, what about sex before marriage? Well, the Bible says, well, I, I think you should take it for a test drive. Well, according to the Bible, that's not right. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be the expert. Just say the Bible says, and I'm good with that. And, and, and every time I follow the Bible, I have a good life. And when I don't follow the Bible, I don't, I have issues. I got there problems. Go. Why not? Amen. Why not brother? So <laughs> people, the Bible's very clear that, that God detests unequal scales. Um, we're seeing this, this world has been upside down. Many of it's because we have not taken our place. We've been advocating for Christians to, re-engage, to fill the void, to go back into, when God says, go throughout all the world, make disciples, he also said, go and occupy until I return. Go and be the salt and light. You know, I think in some cases, the church has lost their salt, brother, uh, the body in general. When you have Barna, the polls come out where about 50% of those that call themselves Christians support abortion or support same-sex marriage. That's not lining up with the Bible. So as Christians, we need to say, no, we're not going to support things like that, but we're also going to re-engage. But we know that God's placed us where we are, in our community, in our schools, in, in, in government, whatever, to make a difference, to, uh, as Tim Taylor, our friend, always says, to express the authority of heaven wherever we are, the power of heaven. Like you said, God is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the God's army. Um, and when I see, I, I saw a graphic earlier, and it's basically under this 9% inflation we're seeing, record numbers right now in this last month's total, gas is up 41%. Energy is up, that's our home heating, 23.8%. Um, used cars are up 41%. I know if you want to sell a car, they're good for you, right? Food, though, is up over 4%. Clothing up over 4%. Transportation to buses and stuff up. When you go up in 9% inflation, everything's more expensive, and it hurts the people that can least afford it. That is a heavy burden putting on people through for political gain. And that's, that right there, um, just it that should make us angry, but should move us to action. That it's not just about our discomfort. It's about the fact that our neighbors, our friends, our kids, they are being, they're suffering. And if you have any any elk about being good or serving and doing God's will, it's now to take advantage. Fighting back is helping your neighbors. And I, and I saw a quote by Thomas Soulbrother. It says, politics is the art of making your selfish desires seem like the national interest. Think about this for now. We have way too many politicians that have been there for 30 or 40 or 50 years trying to make their own selfish desires to have more power or control, whatever, the national interest. The national interest is to get out of our way to go back to a place where we have a limited government, where people have individual responsibility, and we have no limits on what they can do, that we expect the best from our neighbors, that we actually prosecute crime so that we can limit crime, so we can actually live in peace and actually be that place where we can do more good. When we're so focused on our own fears, our own uh, survival, 
We're not thinking about serving the planet, serving others, and giving and growing closer and being the light. When we take care of those things, people are freed up to focus on helping others, brother. I think it's it's time that even though uh, we're in it, now's the time not only to fight back, but to be strategic. There are a lot more people like us, like we've always talked about, the whole there's more ants than there are grasshoppers. We're the ants right now, but we are powerful because we the people are getting frustrated. What they're looking for is bold and courageous leaders that say, I know what to do. This is how we get this nation back. Come join with me. Right, brother? Yeah, come on. I, you know, I I think this is the greatest time to be alive in the history of the planet because this is our chance. You know, Ronald Reagan said that, you know, freedom is only one generation away from extinction. And, you know, Ronald Reagan's gone, you know, and there's Ronald Reagan clubs and stuff like that. You know, I mean, he was a good guy. He was in, he was in office for eight years. He said a lot of good things for a number of years, right? He had the big speech in 1964 on uh, freedom and communism and stuff like that. And uh, was the governor of California and things like that, but he's gone. And it reminds me of the, uh, when Moses uh, got taken, right? Moses messed up and, and, you know, didn't, didn't honor God at the rock, right? He struck the rock a second time and all this stuff. And then, so then Joshua, the Lord comes to Joshua and he says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now get up (laughs) and go like, look, you can't go relive it. You can't go relive Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. My servant is dead. Mm -hmm. Now get up and do this. And so I'm, I'm very encouraged because I've seen a lot of, of great Christian people and just normal people that have run for school board this year, that are running for school board, that are running for city council. In, in our little town, our little neighbor over here, Federal Way, Washington, the incumbent in two of the races that I'm following, in the first one, the incumbent didn't make it through the primary. There were four people in there and the incumbent came in third. That's awesome. Out. He's He's gone. The other race that I'm following, the incumbent came in second, but the other guy, the guy that we're supporting, Daniel Miller, beat him by like a lot. (laughs) So what does that tell you? That tells us people that we've had enough. We're tired of you defunding our police, turning criminals loose on our, our, our streets and our cities, letting people out of jail for you know, these heinous crimes because of COVID, but jailing people for keeping the restaurant open or for not getting the jab or for not wearing a mask or for not wearing the muzzle or for not acting like a little puppy dog with the muzzle on. And, um, you know, we're finding each other. Like you said, down in Puyallup here, right? Just a little while ago, a couple of hundred people, we're finding each other. And it doesn't take a multitude. Two or three. Jesus said if two or three can get an agreement, he's going to do it, right? Jesus mm-hmm. said if, if two or three gather in my name and ask anything, I'm going to do it. And uh, there's some people that actually think if you get more than two or three, it's tough to get in unity, right? You get a, <laughs> you, you get a committee, man. You've been to committees. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I hate meetings to have meetings, right? Yeah. So. And so we're, 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 in this, we're in this age when we get to do this. We, uh-huh. This isn't something that we have to do. We can, we can bow out. 
I think that some people that bow out of this fight probably go to heaven, but I think some people aren't, you know, I, I think of the, uh, you know, the parable of the sheep and the goats and which is actually not even really a parable. It's just, it's just what Jesus said. He said in that day, he, they're going to come and he's going to separate the sheep and the goats. And he's going to say to those on his left, you know, I was hungry and you didn't give me anything to eat. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. I was sick. You didn't come and visit me. I was in prison. You didn't come to me. I was a stranger. You did not invite me in. And Keith Green did a great, a great song on that back in the day before he passed away back in 82. But, and they're like, Oh, well, are you hungry now, Lord? And can one of the angels get the Lord a hamburger and a Coke? You know, <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you were in prison. What were you in for? I had a, I had a friend in Leavenworth and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, you know, it's an amazing thing, but Jesus is going to say, depart. Right. I never and then he's going to say to those on his right, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you clothed me. I was naked. You clothed me. I was in prison. You came to me. I was sick and you came and visited me and you prayed for me. All these things. And they're like, when? When did we do that? He's like, whenever you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. And so our children are at risk. Our neighborhoods are at risk. Our, our, our nation is at risk. We get to do this. We get so to the do brother, this. the scripture I, I used last week as well, uh, when Jesus said, when you lead these young ones astray, it's better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck than doing that. This, this idea, it takes it seriously. When the nation and then the, the enemies uh, of our soul are using our kids through the pedophilia, through the indoctrination, through the twisting of their minds away from God, God takes that very seriously, and so should we. And I want to, there are a couple of things we haven't talked about yet. And if we stand by and let them do it, yes, that we're our helped. silence yep. means consent. We're partnering exactly with right. them. Don't partner with a thief, right? Don't partner. Right. They're stealing their innocence. They're, they're grooming them, brother, for yes. pedophilia. And this is, this is not to be tolerated. We don't have to put up with that. If your kid's in school, get them out. Mm-hmm. Get your kids out of school. I have, brother, American homeschooling association you can get online schooling for your child 30 dollars a month brother wow see 30 dollars right a month and oh well i gotta have a babysitter and stuff like that why don't you take care of your own kids mm. why don't you take care of your own grandkids why don't you figure it out why would you turn your kids over to the pedophiles Why would you turn your children over to the communists for brainwashing? You know, Planned um, Parenthood to the demonic. Right. Exactly. We need to we need to do whatever it takes to save our 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 kids, to save our 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 schools. Our you know schools. I think schools are a lost cause. Uh, You know, Sharon Hannick was. I was on a phone call with Sharon Hannick. The people know her as the research mom. Ran the one of the best writing campaigns in the history of Washington State, next to Linda Smith, because Linda Smith got in. But right. Um, very solid. And she's, she's very into the schools. And she said, you know, people ask me, well, should I, you know, how should I decide on what I do with my kid concerning this mask thing? And she goes, the mask thing, you should be more concerned about what their te- what the curriculum is. What are they, exactly rather than right. the mask, what, what are they feeding your child's brain? Exactly right. What are they feeding them quickly now? Say no, that they're pushing the the vaccine cards for access to whatever. Um, in some states, they're actually promoting people that wear got vaccine 
to wear a yellow button saying I've been vaccinated to differentiate between the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. Making people required to show a vaccine passport to eat or to buy or whatever is the same thing as wearing a yellow star down there. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's ugly. And then Jim Walsh got in all kind of trouble for where. Any yep. rate, but this stuff's coming. Hey, don't forget you can uh, find more of, about us at DougAndMarty.com. You can tell your speaker, your smart device, hey, play DougAndMarty.com and listen to our podcast. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye.